for the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Hello and welcome to episode 103 of That's a Shame. I'm Isaac and joining me just across the riverbend, not around it, across, across it. it. Now that's a novel concept. What's that called when you go across a curve in circle theory? Is it a... A tangent? No, that's when you go off, off, the, a curve. off the curve. It's got a nice name. I could really, I've got that, like, you know, you have a memory that accesses yeah. the concept, but not the word. Something, Something to send a in. Tat at city, lads. Send in your best circle knowledge. Uh, it's Declan, anyway. Accord. It's yes, I can picture on the circle in Miss Lennon's office. God, those were the days, hey. Red report I was on. Oh, were you, to go to were you not very, head were you not very good or were you I just poorly very, behaved? I was very good at, Fucking up teachers' plans, <laughs> that's for sure. And he doesn't mean like lesson plans. I mean their lives. Their engagements. Many of them had to return to <laughs> Australia, Miss Armitage, after her year of teaching in the UK. And just be thoroughly sent right back. Oh no. I know, sorry about that. You had Armitage. a deported. I had to call ICE. I know, <laughs> I know they don't have jurisdiction officially over here, but they liaised with They're Homeland. They're really home worryingly willing to, yeah. uh, oh, they love to get involved. They are hard as rocks, as ICE. <laughs> ICE calls. Anyway, it's Declan is what I was saying. Oh yeah, that's me. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. How are you not, doing? Not a member of ICE. Uh, well... Any of the previous things you can ascribe to Declan, and he won't take issue with them as far as I know. How are you doing, uh, well, Ice member? Better before I was being thoroughly lampooned as Absolutely a libel. state racist. You're not going to jack Monroe me into bankruptcy, are you? I think I might just have to. Oh, come Sorry, on, Sorry, pal. What about how Jack Monroe said to Katie Hopkins, look, I'll give you all the money that I've just won in this court case because you libeled me in the press. Um, I'll give it back to you if you'll like go for dinner I just want to talk. Like, I think the phrase Jack used was, I want her ear, not her money. Yeah. Doing all right as a chef. Yeah. So it doesn't need the cash, perhaps. No. And then Katie Hopkins only the next day goes and starts mugging her off in the standard, mugging them off in the standard, and uh, cancelled the offer. And now Katie Hopkins has to apply for, like, financial aid. It's really funny that... It's a mad thing to... To not... To just not apologise... When and that's all your money that you have. Yeah. To just literally. be like, nah, fine. So it must be, what do we think then? Kate Hopkins getting off on it. Getting uh, off on being a martyr. No, well, there's interesting because Matt Zarb cousin found uh, her old tweet that was like, people who are on benefits and it's, people who yeah, are people like, who can't manage can't their money. And stuff. They're all the same fucking idiot. Yeah. Like they're too stupid and they don't deserve anything. And now that's her. And it's like, oh. <clears throat> but she must be aware that she had that opinion once. I think she, like, feeds on the <clears throat> maybe, like, pseudo-oppression that she wins for herself by being so horrid. She confuses that with, like, oh, people hate my ideas. And they're like, well, no, Katie, we just hate you because you're odious. And your ideas. Well, I did read a really long article about her once that was, like, quite, tried to be really humanising. It went on a lot about how she's got, like, She's got quite a serious medical condition, hasn't she? She's like got a very dangerous form of epilepsy where she can wow. just die all the time. And it was like talking That's about that. That's a shame. But she, even about that, she was a cunt. She was like, people who have this, they complain too much. And they're like, but Katie, like, you had to cancel the interview because you were in hospital. She's like, oh, well, you know, I'm not one of those snowflakes. That's got, <laughs> they're like, you've literally got the same thing. She's just like, I think she does, like most of those people, take a kind of pride in 
in it's the controversy of the point, not yeah. the point itself. But she's kind of taken it to a self-destructive level, almost intentionally, that most others have kind of avoided. Like Alex Jones... When it he came down to it, like when he was in court, he was just very... It was all a character. Yeah. He, he was like, yeah, this is... Uh, I'm not going to keep going yeah. here and lose all my money and my kids. Whereas she's like, yeah, you know what? These people, if you need money, you're you're a fucking idiot. And they're like, well, you need, <laughs> you need all the money and you can get it by just going to dinner with a chef. <laughs> and she's like, no, fuck it. I'm not going to. There was like six figure settlement or something. It's just madness. It's like she'll just keep doing it. And she been fired from LBC for yeah. for talking about the final solution. And her like I think that was her column as well. Mm. She got like very very shameful. Yeah, it's just she's just gonna keep doing it until she's just dead. So here's our guest for today's episode: <laughs> newly impoverished, hot off the streets. <laughs> no, we're not. We don't give people like Katie Hopkins a platform because she's already got such a huge one. Yeah, compared to us. not unless they're too ridiculous. Mm. To be believed, such as ha- the inimitable. Hang on, no, no, no. Such Sorry. as Amy Matthews. Right, yeah, I was going to say, because it sounded like you were about to lampoon what, Wayne maybe Chipman. The, the ballers. The ballers. I love the ballers. I like, like a fat son. I, uh, I like to debate. <laughs> I love the ballers. It's my hollow mother. Jesus was the first uh, flat earther. Guys, I don't think people have quite internalized Even we. how big that news was. <laughs> to this day, like, I'll be walking down. Let's say Regent Street. Mm. A spring in my step, probably. Because if I was on Regent Street, I was probably going to cinema. Because it's near Picture Central. So I'm probably in a good mood. And then a thought will just flicker across my my consciousness. And that's that we, journalist extraordinaires, (laughs) broke ground that no one else dared, nay, was brave enough. To, to even encounter. And that was that Jesus was the OG flat earthsman. You heard it here first. It's really quite incredible to think that... We haven't been given Pulitzers. Yeah. For an um, audio medium. A Peabody Award even, maybe. Really weird. Like, I can only assume it's because it, it was maybe early this year. So we're eligible in 2019. So if we just keep... Like how Twin Peaks couldn't get the Emmys last year. Yeah. It had to come this year. And, and of course, one... It's the Emmys tonight, it, isn't it? It got not... Oh no! How no many wait, they didn't nominate it for. Oh, but maybe three. that's because they, they they say the good things come last, <clears> so maybe at the last Emmys ever, Karl McLaughlin's corpse <laughs> will be exhumed and just dragged up on the stage. He'll be played off. Um, on that topic, I've been reminded. I sent to you recently a reminder that it's almost. Mm-hmm. It's in fact, it's just over a year since we were both awarded a certificate of total failure. Oh yeah, <laughs> cool. <laughs> From a guy on uh, one of the flat Earth Facebook groups who, in his own bio, he said he was the owner at Look Good Feel Good <laughs> and studied at the School of Awesomeology. <laughs> <laughs> so you know he's he's a smart guy. Yeah, smart let's guy. let's please just quickly um, have a look, look through the certificate again to yeah. remind ourselves that this is to certify that Declan Delane has failed in all attempts to provide a single proof of the heliocentric spinning globe proofless fairy tale. That's a bit weird, isn't it? Because he's, you know, like kind of assumed it's slightly circular because he said you can't prove... slightly what? Spherical, more like. (laughs) But he said you can't prove something that he's then called proofless. Yeah. And that feels unfair, maybe. Uh, Potentially, but I think that's more just a bit of... um, stunning rhetoric from is him. that what you get yeah, i think that's what i think that um that, isn't that what, what aristotle wrote about 
the, yeah, basically all, all that. I, it was a long time ago at university, but I, th- I think I, I vaguely think remember. It had some something to do with the flat earth. Yeah. Uh, has continually avoided and ignored all endless empirical globe disproving evidence that contradicts his core beliefs. You've done that, have you? Yeah, I hadn't taken on board any of it. That's a shame. Uh, there wasn't a lot to take on board. Had he thrown that one about you, the air show? Where there's uh, like, what if a plane no, was standing he, watching a plane? Show me the one about the Sony camera or whatever it is, mm. or the Nikon, is Isn't it? Isn't it mad that they've got fisheye lenses? So just that, looks, and just that one where you like zoom in on the sun as it's setting and then yeah. it, and then it, and it, and it turns out it hasn't quite set. Yeah, because it's But flat. then the video cuts almost like if they just kept it for another minute. That's the probably would have set. the deep state cutting it, isn't oh, it? Oh yeah, right, sorry, YouTube. sorry. Um, has failed to research what he does not have the ability to analyse critically, understand, observe, or wake up to for fear of having his illusions and ego destroyed. It's weird that you get so much info from a certificate because normally it's just like you've this Congrats, person swam this fifty meters on this day, but this one it's real like analysis. Mm, um, and obviously, my ego something I will oh. viciously and violently and vehemently protect. Sure, uh, even at the expense of. The, the, the flat earth truth. Well, I guess that's fair enough. Everyone has to have a hill to die on. And has only proven his own ignorance, media programmed indoctrination, cognitive dissonance, and refusal to accept scientifically proven, observable, testable, repeatable, verifiable reality. God, you fucked up big time. Award, uh-huh. first degree parrot sheep. Oh, parrot sheep! The date was time to wake up. <laughs> And it was signed by The Truth. <laughs> no, mate, you've been done by The I Truth. I done by The Truth. Truth, comma, The. I would love to have omnipotence, omniscience, I suppose, only to cut mentally to the time where he had the idea, like, I've been in enough of these discussions now, I need some way to just kind of put the cherry on top. To really to close just, things yeah, off. to be like, look, there's, you've been owned and you need to know that. And I'm just going to certify that. Yeah. And then he thought, certify now. I know it's the internet and I can't, you know, get their address or produce any kind of award ceremony ad hoc, but maybe just sending. I think the initial idea was to present us with one of those kind of like big novelty checks. Oh, yeah. But it's like, instead of an amount, it's like in the amount of just being owned. Oh, from the truth. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oh, and and it's so for zero sick. pounds, zero pence. You'd hope so. But think of having that idea and then. Think about... Because it's quite well made, to his credit. It's not like he's drawn it on a napkin. No, it is poor. Well, it's it's poor, but it's within the parameters of poor that would have taken an amount of time to do. Right, yeah. There's a lot... There is a significant follow-through to the You wouldn't pay for him to make certificates. Nah. Nah, no. of course not. I wouldn't pay for him to do anything other no. than shut the fuck up fuck about off. <laughs> the flat-earth truth that I'm so keen to hide as part of the liberal elite. And your ego. Yeah, well, that as well. But um, I just love the image of him... Like meticulously being like, right. I wonder how many drafts it went through. Do you think he sent it to other people in the flat Earth community for feedback? Wayne or? had a little Wayne <laughs> chipped in. Have, that have you mentioned the parrot sheep element? The sheep bit. Um, it's interesting that we have stumbled onto the flat Earth mm. um, because I know it's a Sunday, yeah. technically a Monday, yeah. but because we're late. Uh-huh, sorry I figured about that. that we sh- we owed them at least something half decent. Oh, it's what we did record. Very poor. Very boring. Um, so I've done a little feature. Oh. And it's it kind of leads on nicely from the flat earth because the flat earth is a, like it's, it's a return to dominance uh-huh. uh, as a, you know, an ideology, I suppose, yeah. more than anything, um, is proof that it's possible in some way or another to intellectualize 
even the most significant amount of bullshit. Uh-huh. Um, and so what I thought is that we're we're clever guys. Well, I don't like to say that about myself, but thank you for throwing that out That's there. all right. Um, and, you know, our listeners are clever people too. I'd love <clears> to say about them. But it's very easy sometimes to get trapped by this rhetoric. And if someone uses so long words like cognitive dissonance... Yeah. Or you parrot can... sheep. A new exactly. word. A compound word, perhaps. Mm. Uh, throws you for a loop. Some sort of uh, racist portmanteau, maybe. Who knows? Um they can be easy to be swayed by these mm. ideas, or even I know you know, I was when I got the certificate because you remember I I went on a march, for a month, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> um, so what I thought we'd do is to prove how easy it is to do this. We would do a feature called "You Can Intellectualize Anything." <laughs> You've gone for a very literal approach to the naming scheme. I thought you know sometimes we go for a pun more often than not, I'd but say. I thought this time I worked from the feature back to the title. Can it be intellectualise that, like analyse this, analyze You can that. intellectualise that. Yeah. Well, I, You want to drop the you can as yeah, well? I do. Like, I don't know how... I want to turn it into a film The thing is, I've already printed it off, so... Yeah, you have. Like, Declan's prepared stuff here. There are props. We don't normally have props in our features. Almost none. Um, it looks like I'm about to do a sort of Monty Hall problem. Yeah, <laughs> he's got three <laughs> colourful cups. Um, what I thought, that one of the easiest ways to do this, uh-huh. and a way that hopefully will be relatable to, to most of our listeners yep. is um, fan theories oh. because fan theories, uh, they kind of appear seemingly out of nowhere yep. on the fan theory subreddit. Yeah. That's the best place for them. <laughs> um, or just dotted about. And sometimes at first glance, they can appear really convincing. Yeah. Almost like watertight. How McGonagall fucks is a prolific cat fucker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you read it and you're like, well, this, th- there up. can be no yeah. scrutiny to deny this. But then you have a look again and realize that how? nowhere in any of the texts is it even so much as implied that and she fucks a cat. not even has she said it on Twitter afterwards and she's forever She's always doing that. Yeah. yeah. So what I thought is we would make up some fan theories but i don't want you to have to just think them up on the spot right now out of thin air so what i've brought along is i've brought along some some props now we've got we've got a standard sentence here okay which is the blank yeah which will be an aspect of a movie okay in blank yeah which will be a movie is actually representative of blank okay so this is what this is called really is how to get uh an english degree yeah this is it yeah (laughs) this is dissertation simulator 101 (laughs) so this is actually educational content exactly edutainment we've got three cups one with aspects of a film Uh one with some films and one with some topics that they they could be representative of uh i wouldn't say so that's up to you to decide i mean anything can be a theory that's true. That's we've the definition. That, haven't we? Yeah, we've always. We won't stop saying it. <laughs> people have tried. No matter how many calls we get, it's just not going to happen. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna offer you the first pick from each. Oh, cool. so This is like being a have a little fight. lucky dip. Ooh. Welcome to. Let them hear the sound of paper. It's real. A little ASMR. You're here with us now. Okay. Here I and go. Just pick one out. And what have we got? The antagonist. Okay. In... The antagonist in. <sighs> Oh, no peeking. No peeking. Get one out. Here it is. The antagonist in To Kill a Mockingbird. Now, who who are we going to say that is? It's got to be Nurse. Is it just... Nursey Nurse Ratchet. That's one flew over the cookies. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Are we saying the concept of racism is the antagonist? Who's who's the face of racism? 
uh, Atticus Finch, <laughs> according oh, to yeah, the according second. To, what is it? Go set. Oh, go set your go watch. Go set your watch. <laughs> go set. Oh, wait, go I, set your watch. Go set. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll just yeah, say racism. racism. Yeah. Um, is actually representative of. Here it comes. Oh, now this is going to be challenging. Okay. It's homosexuality. Oh, so the antagonist into Killer Mockingbird is actually representative of homosexuality. Okay. So here we're defining the antagonist as racism. Now that strikes me as potentially challenging because they're two concepts rather than one being a person. I think we're going to have to narrow the scope. We're going to have to narrow the scope. But I can't remember any of the other the characters. antagonist character's name. Do you want to pick a new yeah, film? Let's, you let's gonna, you're going to shuffle out the film. We might, we might come back to Killer Mockingbird if we get something yeah, 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 that works better movie. for it. Here's the Shawshank Redemption. Oh. Well, hang on. Isn't that part of sort of implied in the plot? I haven't read the book, but that lead guard... He's very kind of repressed, homoerotic sort of vibe. Right. So, so I think this one was done. <laughs> I think that one's just official. Boom. <laughs> we've got another, th- we've got a third film. Don't worry. There's there loads in there. Back to the future. Right. There we go. So are we going to say that? Who's the antagonist? Is Biff? it time? Time. <laughs> <laughs> it's the present is the antagonist. The present. What's the what inciting incident to go back in time? Is it the doc being shot? Uh, Yes, yeah, sort of. Also, his dad and he thinks he's Dweebus. He, yeah, he, well, he thinks he's going to be shot as well. Doesn't so he? he's like, "Fuck, I've got a," and then he just like drives. Uh, coward. Yeah, that's it. It's okay. escape. So cowardice is perhaps the ultimate antagonist. No, we can't have another concept. <laughs> so Biff is one potential. Yeah. What about the the his own dad? Because there's whole that whole like love triangle where he's trying to bang his mum. I uh, I think I think. <laughs> It's made pretty clear that it's more that his mum is trying to bang him. Yeah. He's pr- he's sort of quite hell-bent on avoiding it. Okay, but the dad becomes a sort of de facto antagonist because he's so bad at getting with his mum. Yeah, he's like, he's actively really because like getting in the way. he has latent homosexual tendencies. Because he's gay. But it was, what, the 50s? So he's not So he couldn't come out with that. So what? how do we explain away the fact that he does? Um, it was an age of the stiff upper lip. <laughs> people had to just See, repress that, their that seems somewhat at odds with the whole liberationary rock and roll element yeah, because that was about like opening got involved up. in that did he I think that was more yeah, but he's Martin. there isn't he he's like but he's that's how he starts getting him together isn't it because he Playing plays all songs. Johnny Be Good mm, I and, guess and that guy rings up Chuck Berry and that's a very flamboyant song so perhaps that's like a moment where he connects with his inner self and Johnny Be Good yeah and like at fucking other men. Loving men. Right, okay. Yeah. And and he took that to mean kiss a woman. Uh, it was the closest he could do in the... Setting. Maybe he's like, he's just an absolute contrarian, the dad. So while, <laughs> all the time while Marty's like, you gotta get with my... I mean, that, I mean that, you know, your girlfriend, that woman, the girl that you like. And he's like, no, no, I, I, I don't think I can. Isn't there a bit where he's like looking into her window with binoculars? Who the dad? Yeah, that's yeah. How, no, he's in a tree. I yeah, think. he's in a tree, yeah. looking at, looking in uh, at her. Is it? Yeah, I expect so. Like, why do we just go? Yeah, I look. Here's a hot take for you. I don't 
right back to the future too I don't much. think it's all that great either. it's like, quite fun there's, it's really fun but it's never held that place in like Sunday movies like Indiana Jones does for me hmm. I'd always rather watch I don't really Harrison watch Indiana Ford Jones either than watch Marty McFly doing you know not too much I thought you were going to say flipping about in a harsh reference to Michael J. Fox. Oh, as if. What about that love him. clip from the, uh, it's like an MTV magazine. And it, they were doing some kind of uh, feature about Back to the Future and whatnot. And uh-huh. in the corner, they've got a box that says like, fun fact, in 1995, <laughs> okay. Michael J. Fox was diagnosed with Parkinson's. Wow, fun. <laughs> is it Parkinson's he has? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, what about when have you seen him in Scrubs? He's very good in Scrubs. No, he comes in as like a resident doctor for about three episodes. Oh, and he's just like very, very mad. He's very good as Stuart Little, the mouse. God, he is a good mm. mouse, isn't he? He's also very good in Curb Your Enthusiasm. Have what you seen has? that? No, that as himself. Mm. There's a subplot in like the last, not the latest, but the previous last series, um, where. Um, Larry moves into the apartment below him uh-huh. and he's really noisy, but he can't bring it up in case it's about the Parkinson's. <laughs> so Michael J. Fox is like, That's just genius. playing this sort of like absolute nice guy who you couldn't Aww. possibly besmirch, which I mean, is kind he of exactly who he seems that, to be. Yeah. I, I think he would be an absolutely tragic me too figure that would be that would be debilitating in the kind of Tom Hanks league where you're like God, that's yeah, it imagine Tom Hanks being outed Did you I've see- never heard any rumours about Tom Hanks whereas no. almost everyone else who yeah. who turned out to but, be dreadful we kind of sort but of do you wonder if that's because he's maybe the worst because he's so good at it because yeah. he leaves he just kills people straight <laughs> there's no the evidence um, he CKs into a room and then just shoots everyone dead <laughs> and he, he is his own clean up crew he's terrifying man there was the onion like frightened everyone by releasing an article that was like uh um breaking four women stepped forward to claim tom hanks is still a nice guy (laughs) (laughs) and we're like having a hard time that article won't age well right we're gonna go again what we got here symbolism okay there we go so So the symbolism in in... (sighs) here we go it's gonna be this boy the Dark Knight. Right, there we go. Absolutely rife, rife with it. <laughs> Can't move for it. Is actually representative of... Bum, ba, dum, bum, 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 bum. It's tube mice. <laughs> oh. Why don't you explain what they are? Now, there's something in London called The Underground. Yeah, now, it's a series of metro trains. We don't trains. have time to call it The Underground because that's about 30 syllables. You know what? No one's ever counted how many syllables and it is. In fact, metro is oh, also God. not only a despicably European phrase, but also we can't say it two syllables. Brexit. That was one of that's no. part of the deal. That's the only element of the deal. It's about bendy bananas <laughs> and it's about not saying metro. Um, so we've gone for the one syllable tube. Or tube, as American tourists say. How do you feel about that? Uh, I gotta brought, get the tube. I don't I think I should get, get into it. big tube. Because we have a large American listenership. Get and, on the tube. And every time you say it, it makes my <laughs> blood pressure go. Into your shoulder twitch. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, so it, it's the tube. And on the tube, live... Especially on the Northern Line. Yeah, I live... Was, some... I've been taught that at a very young age when I used to go visiting London. Really? Yeah, my mum taught me that in... Because she used to live in London like before I was born and had travelled around the tube a lot. And she said that in her research and presented me with this very long a paper... A big binder. <laughs> yeah. She said that the mice frequent the Northern Line more than any other line. And she doesn't know why... 
She doesn't know how, but it's been entirely supported by my own research. Do you think it's at all kind of based on the fact that there are two different branches of I the Northern I don't think Earth? so, because it's... Technically, there are like four different branches of the Northern Yeah, Earth. but I, d- I don't know, like mice aren't that into choice, are they? Are you suggesting that they just want no, to get to No, but I'm saying that there's twice as much... No, there's twice as much online where wherein to see the mice. I think it could have something to do with the fact that because it goes to some quite countrysidey places in terms of London right. like Edgeway you know, it's, or like Mill it's Hill it's like the, the green belt basically yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not guys but maybe that like because there's overground bits that's where the mice get mm. on it's really weird when you get up to the top of the northern line there because you when you go in between mm. which no bus or train does no, it's very challenging. you find some places that are just very unexpected so if you like drive from I don't know basically Burnt Oak or Edgeway which is at the top of our branch yeah and you try and drive across to the other branch near like you, you can't do it, can't be done. You have to go through somewhere called check Totteridge. Oh yeah, Totteridge and Whetstone. Yeah, is the station. Imagine a but more like ever, stereotypical English name. Yeah, but have you been to Totteridge? Of course, because not. it's one road basically, mm. and it's just some of the biggest, most expensive houses you'll ever see, like it's, country manors. Oh really? It's proper. Like, as soon as you're there, you go from literally the A1, you drive for 30 seconds, and you're on, like, winding country roads oh, with fields and Because trees. no one knows it's there. It's yeah. a big secret. And you think, how have they managed to keep it like this? And then you remember, they fucking paid for it because they're filthy rich. Yeah. <laughs> and they don't want the tube coming in them so they're, that anyone knows where it is. There's the sorts of houses that are, like, big country manors, and they have uh, little cards on the front that say the police are watching this house oh, yeah. which i think makes him sound guiltier than it does yes, you know, it does. and also makes me want to rob them more to just test that theory really yeah so kind of like reverse psychology i'll do whatever you tell me not to yeah apparently mm. that's the thing someone was telling me in a job i'm doing at the moment that statistically if you get people to sign an nda they're more likely to break it <laughs> same with like the official well yeah because types. you don't like you probably wouldn't think to talk about it yeah sometimes but uh, then yeah. when they're like you can't you sort of think oh, maybe I will. tasty gossip and it God, becomes love to the fact that you can't makes it more interesting to other makes people it hot as, well. as hell yeah i want to hear all of it <laughs> so tube mice are the nice dusty mice that live on the tube you won't see them too often but when you do you know you're in for they're a very very small and londoners believe that they convey some kind of special power so when we see one we we have the tube mouse song of course but we all have to kneel down on the platform and start the worship dance one of the greatest experiences of my life was when i looked over once uh-huh. on the northern line god and there on the platform was a tube mouse yeah very very small uh-huh. one of the smallest i've seen dusty was it dusty as you very like. dusty yeah. um and then just as the train arrived it skittered away to reveal behind it <gasps> an even smaller God, tube mouse, like a kind of a treshka tube mice. Tube, tube mouses. Now, you've already perhaps hinted at some of the, the way in which this symbolism in the Dark Knight could represent tube mice. Well, and that's the dark element. Yeah, so they are always a almost a thick coating of, of black dust from living on the tube. But also, what? the northern line mm-hmm. is represented by a black line oh. on the underground map. And the night tube... Not where the you same, would see them. Not the same word, but a homophone night, homonym yeah. is uh, basically there as well. Nighttime is dark. Yeah. So so um, the symbolism part, though, like what symbolism in the dark night could we say? Well, really, it's about that. Because the dark night for me is all about the duality of choice, isn't it? It's like you live to... The two branches of the northern become, Oh, God, it's done <laughs> Finished, finished, finished. Let's get another one. God, we're almost we, two, we could start a YouTube channel. 
The credit sequence. It's going to be hard. In hope it's a film with a good one. Toy Story. There we go. Okay. We can choose like we can have a combination of yeah. them. All of the Is credit sequences actually representative of alcoholism. Right. Did you know that? That we, it was representative. Yeah, of alcoholism. Was that something yeah, I think I read before. that in a book. Yeah, I think, I think you told me article, that actually when you came back from the behind-the-scenes yeah. animated alcoholism tour. It was really, really exclusive. <laughs> the badge you got for that is fucking enormous. <laughs> it was cancelled shortly, actually during the tour. Well, actually, now that I think about it, this one makes an awful lot of sense because if we remember the credit sequence to quite a lot of the Pixar movies... Outtakes. It's outtakes. It's yeah. them getting it wrong. It's them falling over. And it's them why, slurring their why, words. Oh, why would these toys, trained actors all... Be fucking up on the biggest project of their life. Have you seen Rex Carson anything else? No. I sure haven't. And why is that? Because he's a raging dino <laughs> drunk. And the buck has to stop with him. <laughs> you know, they're stumbling, they're slurring. Yeah. I think it disgusting. was... St- basically, I think that... Get help. I don't think it was the toy's fault, though, I'll be honest. What are you saying? Because I think didn't, didn't that first happen in Bug's life. Yeah, that's true. And they true. do that first. But and they then, were probably, you know, like bugs in the sun. They probably turn into alcohol. Yeah, they, I think they, they basically alcohol, do. It? I mean, there weren't any bees in the movie, but they get drunk, don't they? Oh, all over the place. And they're not allowed back in the hive. They better not be. Those They've bouncer got, like, bees. Guards, yeah. yeah, they bounce them right out the hive. Bouncer bees is a lovely, like, term. It sounds like a little rap group. Yeah. But really innocent. <laughs> of kids. <laughs> we're kid. the bouncer bees. And we're, we're here to, to say. say. You can't come near our hive today. <laughs> <laughs> rap, rap features still coming on my Oh, yeah, exactly. If I've got time, it's going to be big. So I think, yeah, the, the, the bugs were doing it and the toys were like, well, hang on a minute, how come they're so allowed to drink on set? what is the Hollywood establishment perpetuating, much like the Me Too movement exposed, mm-hmm. a series of cyclical wrongs. Or maybe it's also like another element that we didn't look at. As you said, they're all like debut actors in that film. True. None of them had ever been in anything before except The Lamp. Oh, God. a real veteran and the yeah, ball. Well, he was a star. They they'd been in previous Luck, films, so. yeah. Um, but maybe it's a kind of uh, what's her name from uh, the Wizard of Oz, Judy Garland. Maybe it's that sort of you know they were they were oh. getting them drunk, plying them. John Lasseter was plying. Well, I mean, like, there we go. We've heard Lots some things about hugs. Hawaiian shirt John. Yeah, he's departed hasn't he? He's left he's now gone. for good. Yeah, he kind of fucked off. Yeah. Well, there you go. Solved. Done. Look at this. We How are far are we? Let's this. do another. Let's do one more. Come on. Okay. The protagonist. There we go. That's that's good. We know where we are with protagonists, don't we? In ba ba da ba ba ba. It's a wonderful life. Right. Mm. Is actually representative of, and I'm going to pick two. You're going to pick two. Just going to see why what not. He's actually representative of climate change. Okay. With you know just a hint, and this one's kind of more subtextual. Of police brutality. <laughs> so, I mean, where to begin? Because the evidence for this one is, it's overwhelming. Yeah. And it's one of those where it's so overwhelming that as someone who knows it all and is fully versed in it, there's this four stages of knowledge. I think you go like novice, uh, advanced beginner, intermediate, and then expert. And when you get to expert, one of the great challenges in teaching is that you, it's so internalized and intuitive and you're operating so much on just instinct that it's going to be hard for me to convey all of the stuff I know about this. Th- it's not even a theory, this fact. Are you saying, are you saying then that 
what we say might not sound true. But that's only because you're but you uneducated relative <laughs> to what we know. Right. Okay. Um, maybe you want to start with the climate change element. I mean, I think this pretty much speaks for itself. It absolutely does. So the police brutality. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, it's Christmas, right? That's the whole that, setup. That is film, it. Yeah, that right? is pretty much the core. How much snow do you see in that film? Let me tell you, fucking loads. Too much. And that's the flip side that people often forget about climate change. It's not just global warming, it's global freezing. And it was freezing all over that town. It basically set the stage for the day after tomorrow to be made. You couldn't have one without no. the other. Well, every, yeah, that's a kind of course, Geostorm. Yeah, again, another film in that lineage. It goes Wonderful Life, 2012. Oh, no, no day, day after, after tomorrow, tomorrow, then 2012. 2012. Then, weirdly, it's the sequel to Al Gore's An Inconvenient Truth, which is called An Inconvenient Sequel, good name. And then it cycles back to Geostorm. Mm. You've got your adrifts. I think it's the, the, the climate change pentology or something. That's like what that. we call it, yeah. yeah. That's what my tattoo actually intended to represent. <laughs> it's, a shame a it's, it's a shame it looked very racist. It just looks like a witch. <laughs> That's what everyone says. It looks like I'm doing a summoning. Yeah, there's an awful lot of snow and he almost doesn't get home. Even once he's like changed his mind yeah. about doing a suicide, uh-huh. he's like, oh, I've got to like... And you can see his legs just pounding against the snow and that's man's, the futility of man's journey mm. battling against the elements because who's going to win at the end of the day? It's, it's going to be, be the snow. elements. It's going to be The God. snow will beat us all. Yeah. Um, speaking of beating, yeah, well, we've got I'm to address got the police to. brutality. I mean, and uh, This one's slightly more subtle, but it's one of those, uh, again, this sort of reverse psychology element yep. that's been something of a where, very well-prepared theme today. Yeah, it's where they, there's so little about it that really the film's asking us... Why is this missing? Why yeah. is this absent? And in, in fact, it, it almost goes so far as to do the opposite, where the policemen in the film, certainly in the final sequence, uh-huh. are in fact caricatures of goodness yeah. of the, the friendly neighbourhood policemen just there to, to help it's you parody, out. It's parody, isn't it? It's pastiche. Exactly. And very knowing. Very, very well performed. He was a, a student of Meisner, I believe, directly. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. The, oh, his name escapes me because he's, he's just so married to the part of Mr. Policeman. Plod, I think he's called in the, oh, yeah, Mr. In the film. Plod. Um, that I forget the actor's name. God rest his soul. But you can see that every gesture, every and there are a lot of facial them, tick, the all, glances around the room, they're all just so loud. so aware of the camera. Yeah, too and, aware. And it almost in a way that you can you can feel it. It's like a you little can feel wink. like he's about to tear gas you. Yeah. And then bat on you in the neck. And all the while smiling, yeah. which oh, would well. only make it the worse. And that's the hard He's bit. a policeman who's very comfortable with his own position of structural state-sponsored Loves violence. There's a line in the film, which I think you'll remember, where um, he says to... No, it's a little girl, isn't it? Who Every time a bell, bell rings, rings, a an angel fairy gets or an angel its, gets wings. its wings. Now, that's often been said to kind of tie a bow around the whole police brutality package why don't you dive in and explain that well basically in the days of your such as in it's a wonderful yeah, life the past they would all be sat uh-huh. the policeman mm-hmm. in the station around a table and when a call came through much like in the opening sequence to fireman sam oh yeah a bell rings to let them know they didn't have uh bitcoin <clears throat> then, so no they, they didn't have bitcoin they, they didn't have page. like whatsapp they to be like, couldn't tweet and dm each have other you, be like have you had big a look? crime going on come get, on get out and have a look at the crime thinking emoji like do you think you want to come yeah, yeah. that was that was a so a bell would ring and often what that would mean is the policeman who, again, in that kind of 
uh, hyper yeah. good nature that portrayal that they have in the film considered to be angels like doing the bidding of god which is of course the state uh-huh. um and therefore they're getting their wings because it's like they're going uh, out they're getting the experience they're becoming angels absolutely. and active violent members there's an, of a there's an state-sponsored a, racist killing textual thing. reading as well which is that perhaps the innocent man woman child that they're about to beat to death is that angel so the bell rings death is on the cards and because it was death by by the guilty of the innocent, then that's that's how you get an angel card. Isn't I think it? that's how you get into heaven. Straight up, there you go. Yeah. If heaven can wait, taught me anything, it's it's definitely that. Yeah, I think so. I think I think you'd have to say so. Solved. I think we've got time, got time for, for one more. The score might be a difficult one. Okay. But we've got a couple more in there. Let's have a look. What have we got left? Yeah, okay. We can probably do all of these bastards. The score... In The Shining <laughs> is just terrifying. Is actually it's actually representative of Bernie Sanders because um, Kubrick, of course, he was a very famous democratic socialist. Loved loved that sort of stuff, didn't he? <laughs> Famously liberal. Um, I think that this um, what we've been given here by by the ghost, by the spirits. The fake ghost, yeah. <clears throat> um, is actually a kind of ironised film theory to to come up with. Oh, because really? I think this is from the perspective of some sort of alt-right Richard Spencer-esque, or even oh, some kind of ghastly, ghost, like, centrist ghost, oh, which would be even worse. A kind of, like, leave it out. Barry Weiss kind of figure. <sighs> um, is uh, meaning, you know, because the score in The Shining, it's lots of very shrill, yeah. high-pitched, squeaking But then also some sound. very low rumbles that maybe represent populism. Yeah, so there's that lying underneath. But what they're saying is that those rumbles are driven by this kind of whining... Mm, um, snowflake. Hateful snowflake cuck. Yeah. Um, and... I think it's... That's a, a line in the film, isn't it? Or was that in the deleted scene? I think that that was, that was actually an hour says, of commentary. Here's Johnny, the deleted snowflake cuck. <laughs> but no, they didn't use that take. But yeah, because he preempted the deleting bit. Yeah. Well, he does it straight to camera as well, which yeah. I've always thought it's very touching. And Not in a good note. way. <laughs> um, I think as as well, you know, the idea of horror. Yeah. They don't like the idea that this is is uh, is potentially a a man who might bring into the folds something that challenges the status mm-hmm. quo of capitalism, even though. It wouldn't really. Even though it would be kind of business. And of course, lots of people have said that um, The Shining is actually a film that's about the... um, The Native American plight. The Native American plight and also about the Holocaust, about Mm. fascism in Nazi Germany. basically about anything that there is, don't they? Bernie Sanders, of course, being a Jewish man. Yeah. Um, and so maybe they're trying to play it off against that and try and show that actually the two, it's this political horseshoe again, that oh, Nazism that and, again. and Bernie Sanders. But even though they're at direct opposite ends. Because, that just make because it's, closest yeah, because it's like a bend. It's like when you go off Ouroboros. or that uh, underground station in the third Matrix film where you run off one end and you oh, come I in the other. I hate when that happens. Mm, and it's really annoying. Like little Fetus Voldemort and Dirty. Yeah, when you're basically just like, you're sat there as a communist and you just sort of, your chair tips over. Like, oh, fuck. What's his uniform? Fuck. <laughs> his armband. <laughs> Sexy as hell, but I don't like the connotations. You know that the acting in Fight Club, mm-hmm. I've ever told you what it's representative of. No, you haven't. In actuality, because it is. I think it's another one of those double ones, though. Go on. It's the abolition of monarchy. 
Not just our monarchy, but monarchy in general. It's interesting because it's also Uh Gargamel. Oh, I I can see that now. Yeah, that's a new take, but Mm. a take that sits well with the pre-existing It's one that kind of, it it almost rolls off the tongue. It rolls off the mind straight onto the page. Waterfall theory. Or into the ear. Mm, Absolutely. Um, Talk me through the abolition of the monarchy. (coughs) Well, when we think about the acting in Fight Club, we can think about several things. We can think, on the whole, there's some quality work there by performers such as Helena Bonham Carter. Very, very erratic character, isn't she? Mm. Quite up and down. She wields at once a great kind of social power, a clout, but then at the same time it's offset by her stereotypically delicate form. And a distinct uh, psychological vulnerability, as well as uh, a sort of financial Mm. dearth. (laughs) Very interesting that you use the word dearth there. We'll be coming back to that in a future episode. Because it's death with an R. Okay, well, we Aside, kind of preempted that. I, I just fine. I just want to give the listeners time to catch up and no, do some reading beforehand. That's fine. I mean, you've kind of fucked the order of the theory, but no, that's good. Um, when we think about the acting as well, there's uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out there. There's duality once again at the core of what's right, going on. Okay. Because I don't know if you'll remember, there's actually a twist in Fight Club, and if listeners haven't seen it, now would be a good time to skip to the next episode or just take a trip to the Patreon. Mm. See what you see what you can see. What's find out there? there? That's dot patreon.com Is there slash anything? Have we got anything out? There will be soon. Okay, that's, that's what all right. I'll say to you, lads. Um, it turns out, doesn't it, that Tyler Durden and the other one, they are father and son, and that's oh, something that you don't that see coming in the film. The other. Yeah, and the birth scene again deleted from the cinema release, but very much elongated and allowed to breathe in the Blu-ray edition, which is really something I'd recommend getting to grips with if you have any interest in how one man can birth another yeah. in the most literal and, and visceral sense. Yeah. With that dynamic, father, son, son, father, one can only be led to consider the way in which power is transferred through generations. I'm talking inheritance. I'm talking the bedroom tax. I'm talking the passage of the divine right to rule through the bloodline. And of course, you know, the the necessity of uh, giving birth to male progeny yep. has been an aspect, certainly of British Absolutely. monarchism specifically, for a long, long time. God, people um, are obsessed about it. Some of the most famous examples of this being Queen all of Elizabeth. Henry VIII. Yeah, oh God, he His hated women. He re- couldn't stand he, them. Uh, and yet he had lots of wives, but, but it's almost... Because yeah. he hated them, I think and saw it was them as objects. He was trying to see. He he was working. He was a scientist in a way. He was like, mm, hated that now dead, beheaded wife. Wonder if I hate all wives, or it's just that wife. So yeah, he, he was just expanding he was, his data. He was set. accruing a large data set. You're right. Yeah. And the analysis that he got was sadly cut short because he didn't write any of it down. And but we history does tell us that he was just a misogynist, uh, horrid sort of wife killer, bastard yeah. man. Yeah. And a king, so we have to salute him for that. But, uh, you know, two sides to all stories. Duality, mm. once again. Yeah, so you're uh, so you're saying that because they are inherently violent, both of them, yep. and they use violence as a way to solve their problems, mm-hmm. that, and Sins in so doing, the they are also representative of the monarchy, yep. that it's saying that monarchy and any type of real political hierarchy is inherently violent. Yeah, and, and that the violence will be passed on hierarchically throughout the generations until it spirals into its own demise. And should therefore be put into 
several emptied banks and blown up in the financial district. Absolutely, that's what the kind of nine eleven out of existence. As far as Fight Club would have it. Yeah. Oh, oh that's interesting. Tell me about the Gargamel angle, because that's new to me. <clears throat> yeah, well, obviously, one of the things that we um, didn't quite have a chance to learn about Gargamel when we did our quiz yeah. is that one of his main aims is fuck to... Fuck the Smurfs. Uh, he does want to fuck them, that's but not, not just sexually. Uh-huh. He wants to do it in lots of, lots of different ways. Like the man. Eating them oh, God, is one, one of, of the them. great... One of the great screwovers. Yeah, and the eating of meat, yep. such as Smurf meat. such as a dish like meat loaf, mm. who is of course in Fight Club oh, as an actor. Nice. So they they kind of like because you know not a huge acting repertoire, no. but they so why he's did in they, that role. Why did they demand? Because I believe they paid him the whole budget of the film. Yeah, everyone else worked for free on that. Even project. though they killed him. Yeah, really strange. Literally. And so it must be, as you're saying, to just tie this web together. Yeah. Um, another way, of course, is that Gargamel wanted to economically fuck the Smurfs yeah, because he wanted, to, he wanted to, to turn them into gold. Um, and not, which, sorry, he didn't want to give that gold back to the Smurf. He wasn't going to, he was going to donate it into the Smurf yeah, village he because gonna, he didn't even know where it was. No, he didn't have a clue. No. He didn't have the first clue. So what... Out of touch, like the monarchy. So obviously the message of using uh, using living beings uh-huh. to create gold yep. to turn labor into wealth yep. is of course the most fundamental aspect of capitalism feudalism as well which the film yeah attempts to prove as a system which denies us individuality liberty and freedom god it does doesn't it and therefore by the blowing up of the financial district at the end yeah it's a it's like a little nudge nudge wink wink to gargamel saying what you're doing is actually not just a kind of fairy tale philosopher's stone inspired yeah. element of narrative threat. It's, it's also actually philosophical violence. Yeah. An act of intellectual warfare and indeed economic warfare. And, uh, God, he makes me sick. The Belgians, huh? There's one thing I think we've overlooked as well. And it's, again, it's one of those that's so obvious when you think about it, yeah. but of course the queen owns several fight clubs and that's what she does at the weekend. And that's what we call the army. Yeah. The biggest fight club of all in this country. And so in the most literal sense, all fight clubs are ultimately beholden, like a pyramid scheme, to El Quino, which I believe is Spanish. So there we have it. We've come through the muddy quagmire that is... Film theory. That is film theory. And I apologise if we've got kind of academic there. I know we have some very, very astute... uh, educated listeners and i'm sure you've you've been able to pick up probably more than hoi polloi maybe um we could have some psychoanalytic readings from yeah. from psychology professor matt maybe we can have some like political readings uh from really any listeners because politics is for, for, for all of us yeah. yeah the gift that keeps on taking yeah maybe we can have some sort of uh slightly condescending that um, would be good. Feedback from Toby King. That would be, nice. be nice. Speaking of which, and it's almost like... <gasps> no. There's, there's some Have vibration I done one of those kind of segues? Yeah, Have we you just oh. channeled into it. Several weeks ago, July, Toby <laughs> emailed with a message in response to episode 100, Baby, Baby Snitch. Or which Baby Snitch, not, as some people are calling it. It's not, as many first thought, about small people who... 
who tell feed information to the police. <laughs> yeah, that would be a, that would be so niche. I don't think we've got an hour on. Uh, it was actually it was ninety minutes of Isaac explaining how a baby that he was looking after actually really exposed him. It, it found out that I was embezzling our Patreon and was not happy about it. On sport, mm-hmm. following Isaac's new rules for the football, I humbly said, Toby, submit my own alternative rules. He's given us three. I'm going to go through them in an order that I'm going to be honest, differs from that of what he's put on the page. Okay. Go I take it. that kind of license as the deliverer of the information. I yeah, think, I think that's, that's absolutely That should be fair. up to me to just mix and match. You're, it's and like, maybe to completely change what he said to make him sound bad. Mm, that's something that I can Maybe do. we could add some music, some lighting to some it. Some really offensive music. Like, You're basically going to like Emma Rice, his email. God, it's going to be good, isn't it? So, oh, sorry, no, bad, because we'll have to find oh, yeah, yeah. from from the globe for being modern. Um, lucky dip. In the second half of the football match, the losing team get three random extra players from the spectators, regardless of their age, fitness, or team that they support. Hmm. How do you feel? Uh, I like especially that last element. Can you give me a praise burger? Can you do that for me? I'll so, take it medium rare. So is this good, bad, good? Yeah. Okay. Uh, good. I like the randomness element whereby uh, they could be from any team. Yeah. Um, so you could, well, there could any, be a sense of, be one of two teams, but it doesn't matter. They can be assigned to either team. Uh-huh. So there could be a semblance of sabotage. Yep. You could get three, three people who support you, mm-hmm. three people who don't and are actively trying to, to mess up your game. I think it adds some chaos. It adds layers for sure. Um, one of the bits of feedback that I would have is that it's probably going to be, uh, difficult to actually implement the choosing and the bringing of them onto the pitch. And no matter how you do it, it's always absolutely going to be open to speculation that it's rigged. Mm. Um, and so really it might, like VAR, yeah, bring in a lot of controversy, even what though if it we would got, actively help. What if we got the sorry, people I'm who just, do the lottery? Sorry, I just, uh, I haven't finished my praise burger. Oh, sorry. Hold, hold yeah, no, your praise fine. burger of my praise burger. Mine's until, not a praise burger, it's, it's the just a negative. It's the dressing. <laughs> it's the dressing it's the of the sauce that drowns your bullshit. Um, but uh, last of all, I like the way that it does seek to um, spice up the game by bringing more to it. It's not about detraction. It's about adding. Yeah. Um, you know, there hasn't been enough here. So bang, we're going to get in and we're going to give them something more. We're going to spice up the game with some more elements. What if it were to allay the fears of rigging? What if um, everyone, when they're sat down, there's like a, a light above their heads. And when the moment comes... That they're like, right, everyone in the stadium, it's time for lucky dip. Everyone presses a buzzer and that buzzer connects to their light and whoever's light turns on first, they get to come down. But again, like that's still so easy to rig. Like you can. You're just going to get a very fast reaction to person. But how do you prove that theirs was the first? How do you prove they pressed it first? Photo finish. We have oh, we've got cam- cameras two on webcams everyone. per person. Feels like an awful... Well, I mean, that could just be CGI, like all the satellites. That's true, actually. You, the see, you see, at every point, all of these things are susceptible to the claim that they're rigged. And that's probably because they are. Yeah. Well, how about this? Don't worry about three. Just get everyone onto the pitch. I think that that's the only way to do it. Can't be rigged. No. Nope. You can't rig everyone. Can you? <laughs> For sure not. Special move. Every team gets a special move that they can use once a game. Man United might have someone dressed as a devil. Why is that, Declan? Why would they have someone dressed as a devil? Because they're called the Red Devils because oh, there's a Red Devil on their badge. 
who, you know, beats up a member of the opposing team, perhaps, like the mm. devil is wont to do. Institutionalised footballing violence. Arsenal can fire the ball from a cannon as a free kick. Why would they do they that? They the they gunners. Can... They've got a big old cannon on oh, the match. there it is. An Oxford FC could unleash an angry bull. Why is that? They've got a bull Play on the near a farm. Mm. You're right. <laughs> what do you think about this? Um, I like the idea. I think it. some... It, I like the flavour element. Yeah. But I worry that the flavour element isn't necessarily going to be easily or equally applicable. Yeah, because, like... Having a cannon feels a lot better than having good. one hammer. <clears throat> what are you going to do if you're Yeovil? What is their thing? Nothing, yeah, nothing, probably. And it, it might be so boring that no one knows. But then yeah, maybe like, their special would be they can tranquilise the opposing team with regional uh, anecdotes about a pub down the road. Being I presume built. paralysis or that kind of like bolt gun would be from Bolton Wanderers or something. Like yeah. That oh, Bolton Wanderers. Are, are yeah. people allowed to? Are they allowed to share moves? Is there allowed? Can you? Can the same team have? Can two teams have the same move, maybe? No. Well, if they have it, it has to have a unique flavour, for sure, because right. there has to be a kind of class fantasy going on. Sheffield Wednesday can... Change the can, day of the they, week yeah, they, to a non-match day. They can, <laughs> just they, they, can, they can demand that the game be replayed midweek. Yeah, that'd yeah. be quite good, because maybe some of them aren't ready that day. Maybe yeah. like they had a big night researching some of these film theories that we've put out there. Exactly. Uh, number three, third, and finally, but but not least which is exactly how that phrase is always said. Finally, but not least. Bernard's watch. One player on each team is the Bernard. Once a game, they can shout, I'm Bernard and I've got a very good watch. Play reset to where it was five minutes ago. Mm, It's an interesting theory. Now, I want to clarify something here. Go for it. With you, given that Toby isn't immediately... He's working. I mean, we could call him up. No, no, no. At half past 12. He'll not take that kindly. (laughs) But don't worry, Um, I've channelled him here today. Um, Must they uh, say it in English? No, they don't have to. That's Toby I was channeling. Oh, wow. Listeners haven't necessarily heard Toby But it's exactly... It's uncanny. Okay. (sighs) So they, they do have to say it in English? No. They, they can say it in the native tongue. They have to say tongue. Bernard in English. Right, okay. Like, don't fuck about. No, obviously. Bernard. What if they say Bernard? a French player says, Bernard. I'm, I am Bernard. No. Oh, Je suis that's Bernard. A, that's a red card. Je m'appelle Bernard. That's, that's not happening. No. But... Is that specifically just the French? No, no. I'm saying that oh, any, okay. any attempt to change the pronunciation of Bernard... Would be an insult to the great legacy the of Bernard's of the game watch, as well. the children's show, where Bernard had a magic watch that could stop and start time. Don't know if we've mentioned. Once upon a time, <laughs> Bernard, the crazy little guy, he was in a shop. And when you're in a shop, what do you want to do? You want to steal from the shop because you don't want to feed capitalism. So what he did was he stopped time. He went around, he grabbed everything he wanted off the shelf and he just ran out of the shop. There were drugs. There were, I think one of the things he bought was just a big packet of heroin right (sighs) off the tuna aisle. I tell you, the CBBC, the things you could get away with back then. Yeah, he was a dealer. But the thing is, is what he did was instead of stealing, he started time again to pay. Because he's a fucking idiot. Stupid bad. I do like, it does really annoy me when you're like watching anything where someone has a special ability or position of power Uh or or some sort. That's like 90% of of all. Some kind of MacGuffin, (laughs) yeah. Uh, And they just use it so boringly. It's just bad writing, isn't it? Yeah. I guess, 
you couldn't write Bernard's watch realistically because he'd obviously only do crime that you couldn't broadcast. <laughs> he'd like stop to time children. and beat his math teacher into a pulp and then start a time and the room would be a pink mist full of psychologically ruined preteens and Bernard just think, heaving. I I would love um, if it was revealed that while he was... Because you previously said uh-huh. that maybe it was all like a big... Truman Show-esque joke. Yeah, and everyone him. was pretending to stop. Talking. But I like the idea that he he actually is, but no one tells him mm-hmm. that they can still like see and hear while uh, he's doing it. So he's like there, he kind of like streaks down the road. He's like, oh, like this is Spider-Man funny. Man 3 when Peter Parker is having that bad dance. Yeah, exactly. Um, one of the greatest scenes in all cinema. You Very oh, good. No, Sorry, I mean. um, That's actually representative <laughs> of <laughs> The Shining. Who knew? Um, uh, but then he's like, oh, he just walks into school the next day like Strutting. it's nothing. And they're like, hey, Bernard. Hey, Bernard. You how about your small... You're going straight to prison. <laughs> the police are just waiting. Just gets arrested immediately. He walks into school and it's just a van. It's like the door just drives straight into the back of the truck. <laughs> like the child catcher. Oh, yeah, he's a big sweet bang van, yeah. All the walls fall away. Um, I, I quite like the idea of I this. I like playing if it with were, the fourth dimension possible. of time. Mm, I think, no, uh, oh, sorry, the fourth, fifth dimension. Yeah, because the fourth is spitting, spitting at you in, in Thought Park <laughs> and assorted theatres. Um, I, I think, as I've said previously, that um, when we recorded this first time, uh-huh. that there'd have to be a kind of limit within the game as to when you could use it. Just uh, I don't support this because otherwise, idea. otherwise, I think it's it's very dull. Why would you use it any time other than like the last five minutes? Well, because what if it depends on what's happened in the game? The last five minutes are useful to rewind. Yeah, but one team will probably. Find what if you? What if uh, like it's like forty three minutes in? No, that's a bad example. It's like forty minutes in, and you have like an amazing bit of play and the person who's finishing just knocks it wide then you could rewind that bit of play do exactly the same thing oh hang on a minute how do you know that the exact same thing is going to happen because we live in a deterministic universe right so there'd be no point because he'd just knock it wide but then at the last minute the it becomes a non the bernard who's holding the watch can intervene right and change history but surely his observation of it will change it inherently that's fine as long as it's different in a good way but how do you know well because that's down to the skill of the bernard Oh, right. So you the have skill to have of the Bernard. That the was bar. the Bernard's Watch RPG. <laughs> Sounds like a bullshit Philip The skill Pullman. of the Bernard. <laughs> the subtle knife, the skill of the Bernard. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I suppose I like the idea that you have to kind of specifically train as the Bernard. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can the Bernard, like, like the captain's armband, if they get injured, can they, like, pass it on they to can, another Bernard? They can, it's very unlikely. It would be like Gandalf saying, oh, I've got a bad neck. Like, you be a wizard now. What if it's... They um, got the training. Well, maybe they maybe a bit like a kind of um, understudy. They're, they're, they've trained alongside I guess they could them. shadow the Bernard, but you're never yeah. going to know what it's like to exist outside of time until you're the Bernard. What if, as well as um, your ability to change the course of events once you've rewound time, uh-huh. what if your skill as a Bernard also Sorry, the, allowed... the Bernard. A skill as, as a the Bernard yeah. um, allowed you to increase... Or indeed, if you wish, decrease the amount of time that you went back. So if you like, if you were like the Zlatan Ibrahimovic oh. of Bernards, you could go back ninety minutes. You're like, here we go. <laughs> You're just, about like let's three just roll it again. <laughs> and just kill one of their strikers. <laughs> just like whisper something really discouraging about his mum in his ear <laughs> back in two thousand and eight, and just hope. Well, I guess so. It becomes like it's a bit like 
the question about putting drugs into the Olympics, like it's still entertaining, but it would be a different sport. Yeah. So really the sport would pivot from being about the skill of the players. To just an absolute deconstruction of the space-time continuum. And like, imagine how complex the like commentary would have to be to account for like, Oh, and he's going back in time there. It's As are we all. Whoa. Hold on. I love the idea of like Hello. Zlatan Ibrahimovic like going back in time. As 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 himself, like a fully grown man, yeah. to back to sort of like nineteen ninety three and going to like an academy where you know Some one of the future strikers is, is playing, and and just he stands there and and the little striker kid misses, and he looks over and Zlatan just sort of look, drops his head and and shakes <laughs> it in disappointment, and the kid never recovers, yeah. <laughs> and when he goes back. Like, they've just got fucking... So, because he'd have to do stuff like that. Because if he goes back and, like I said earlier, like, mauls the kid to death to prevent the goal, then history's going to have changed. He will then, like, be in prison when he comes back. And he'll, yeah. like, he'll be like, here we go. And then he'll just suddenly be in a cell Dong in his kit. Wormwood Scrubs. Yeah. The oh. best prison name of all. <laughs> so, I think the Bernard's a surefire winner and we'll be pitching it alongside such great ideas as Baby Snitch. Yeah. As you can't kick it like that. Mm. Just some of our faves. You, you, you can't. You, sorry, sorry. You can't. You, you can't. You can't, ooh, can't, can't kick it like, like that. that. Come on. Um, we've just hit an hour. Would you believe wow, it? Wow, really? God, well, there's a lot us. of content in the air. If we're only there to just turn, turn it into words, so if you make it all up, it's, it's easy as fuck. You want to try it, guys? <laughs> the show's motto. <laughs> um, we've got a bunch of ways that you can get in touch with us, and I'm you want sure to do you're going to have today. feedback. I'm feeling a plugs mode. <laughs> yeah, feeling a lot more, a lot more positive about the episode. Yesterday, after what we recorded, I suggested humbly that we maybe do some plugs. I left the room, and I said point blank refused. <laughs> I and just the stopped point. the recording. <laughs> We didn't even do a proper sign-off. Yeah, it just it's went, just, end, it's just sad, ended. It? But today, off the back of what I'm sure everyone will agree is certainly an episode mm. to be listened just to. Just thinking back, I think it's a shame that we deleted it. We should have like released it as Patreon content. Like, uh, here's, yeah, here's us here's at our worst. <laughs> if you can't handle me at my worst, <laughs> you don't deserve me at my Blockswitch project. project. <laughs> Tacitshame.city is, of course, the classic. That's the show Twitter. Yeah. Which Sorry, is back up and Twitter, running. It's email. Tassatshame.city. Sorry. He's a drunk. I'm I'm jumping ahead. This is where the Bernard would be helpful because I go back in time and just slap the words out of your mouth. I'm, I've, I've been like Toy Story credit scene That's fair into, into getting it rolled. Tassatshame.city is, of course, the email. And it's great to send emails. And you can find us there if you don't fancy sending a direct email via the website, shame.city slash contact. Where there is, you know, there's a, we'll call it a site gag for you to enjoy as you send the oh, email. Yeah, that but maybe fun, we'll yeah. update one day. Oh, that'd but be more cool, likely yeah. we won't. No, never. Um, Not unless we reach $100, which is our next Patreon goal. That brings us on. Which says that smoothly. we'll update the website. We'll update it. We'll add a writing section. You can get some articles. Maybe we'll take guest articles, which we'll pay you for. I've just decided. Have you decided? Don't well, know how. Are we going to pay me if I write one? Sure up. <laughs> I'll start smashing them out like no one's business. And what else do we say? We'd have a store. Yeah, we'd have a, a merch, merch store, store selling things. We like... said we were going to maybe. We said we were going to make a game as well. God, we say some stupid things. Something, we? something to Lynn's last lark. It we'll was. do it. We'll do it after I saw that Mary Poppins trailer with him going. It's a pleasure to be back. I'm so what hideously offended. Like that? I hate it. I'm going to go and see it with a really open mind because I love Mary. And Dick Van Dyke's in it and Julie Walters is in it and Angela Lansbury. Yeah, I don't care. And I need to find some redeeming features, but why, oh, why did they cast him? There will be none. 
Why? There'll be none. Why did they do it? Because... What can you do, hey? Because he's so good. Um, we've brought ourselves down there. But back up, back up. Here's the energy. Patreon.com slash Shame City. There's the Twitter as well. At sure that's is. a shame card. It's really We've good. started tweeting again. Oh, and there's some bonus content that we're going to tweet out the link for. I won't be mentioning it on the show ever again. So you have to follow us on Twitter or on Patreon to find it. It's wow. video content. So we there's another clue night. as to where you could find it. No, don't be, don't be listening to that. It could be a red herring. Ooh. We're uploading it to the now defunct Google video. It's going to go straight on Vine <laughs> in 3,000 parts. God, imagine if we had a Vimeo. That would be sick, wouldn't it? No, we will have a Vimeo for our art project. Oh, of course. That would be where yeah. we put stuff like the sizzle reel for unfilmed SM. Oh, stuff like that. It's still available on shame.city slash Patreon. Should you wish to enjoy it. Oh, yeah. Um, you can find Isaac at Isaac BD. Mm. You can find myself at D.E. Delane. Why not? Why not? Have we it? do individual tweets. Yeah. Isaac started tweeting again, so you can start Yeah, I found out a lot of time on, on yeah, the train exactly. this day, so might as well. Might as well have a tweet. Nothing better to do. Absolutely not. Nothing. Is there anything else? Well, Is there? How could we oh, forget? You know what? I had forgotten because it had been so damn long. What? Me? Bomb, word of mouth is best of mouth. It sure is. It worked for Noah. And it will work for you too. I'm sure of it. Nice. I might not have sounded sure then, but it's only because <laughs> I was that I so clarified. sure <laughs> that I didn't want to over-egg the pudding. This has been episode 103, and whatever you thought of it, we'll be back for 104. <laughs> so keep it to yourself, quite frankly, unless it was good. Here's one more thing, actually. Reviews? iTunes reviews. We haven't pushed that in a really long time, and it really does help. In a big way. I know some of you have been listening the whole time without leaving a review, and it makes me sick to the back <laughs> teeth. And they're my wisdom teeth. Because if you do anything, I'd review it. Yeah, I'd review your stuff, mate. Go on, give it. If you want to send me a link to something to review for you, I'll, I'll review it. it. I'll review it. So I'll give it five stars and a horrible comment. That <laughs> <laughs> you won't know what's hit you. But yeah, do take a minute. It's not long. Why don't you pause it now? Did you see um, there, was, there was being shared on Twitter recently mm-hmm. um, a a Google review Go on. for uh, for like a, just a restaurant somewhere. Sure. And there was a guy who, whose comment was, um, buddy got murdered here in like, in 08. Wow. Um, three guys jumped him in the bathroom and, and stabbed him to death. Three stars. Wow. One for each wow. murderer. Yeah. They're really so, adding you know, to the what, ambience. What, what do they have to do to give it a one star? If they star? can get three, we can get five. Yeah. And we don't want to break that uh, Almost unbroken record of only five star reviews that your girlfriend has yet to rectify, but I know that she can be getting, iTunes and fix it. I'll be getting onto it. So go ahead and do that. That would mean a lot to us. What's the website for it? Shame.city slash review or reviews. Nice. I think you did both. Oh, it was good. I think in the end, you after like months of us forgetting which one it was, and yeah. then looking up, but by the time we got to the show, forgetting, I think you just made it's it. Both duality, isn't it? it's everywhere. Oh, this has been episode one hundred and three. Next will be episode one hundred and four. There's nothing you can do to stop that. I've been Isaac. You've been. I've been Declan. We'll catch you when you least expect it. Bye, guys. It's Wednesday. <laughs>
delicious recipes that bring the bare necessities of life wherever I wander wherever I roam I couldn't be fonder of my big home the bees are buzzing in the tree to make some honey just for me the bare necessities of life will come to you Necessities of life will come to you. 